Hey, welcome back to another episode of Good Podcasting. This is the show where uh, we really want to help you be successful as a podcaster by providing a playbook for new podcasters. Today, I'm talking to a gentleman by the name of Jason Stone. Uh, Jason, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. You know, we got connected through YouTube, some of the content I was creating, and you reached out, and you and I have kind of developed this uh, back and forth of content creation and learning from one another, and I love what you're doing, and I'm looking forward to getting into that. Give us just a little taste of what your podcast is about before we dive in too deep. Yeah, so I'm 53 years old. I have prostate cancer. It's stage four, and it's metastasized to my spine, and I needed an outlet to talk about it. I needed some way to tell people and share information, share what I've learned. So I started a podcast. That's a great way to do it. That's a great way to do it. Well, let's jump into the intro and we'll get back to more of you and your story and your podcast right after this. See you soon. All right, we're back. Welcome again to this episode of Good Podcasting. I just want to remind you, if you are listening on you know, Apple Podcasts or uh, any of your favorite podcast platforms, we are now recording these episodes of Good Podcasting. You can find them on YouTube at Summit City Studios. Special playlist listed as a podcast, so make sure you check that out if you'd like to see what we do and what we talk about here. We try not to do too much of the visual content. Uh, you'll find that also on Summit City Studios as I walk through kind of my microphone setup and, and some equipment and some tutorials and things like that. So if you're interested in that kind of content, you'll find that at Summit City Studios as well. But today we have this episode of Good Podcasting with the man I already introduced you to, Jason Stone, who runs a podcast called Prostate Cancer, The Road to Recovery. Jason, once again, Glad to have you here. You introduced yourself briefly. Tell me a little bit about your backstory. Before you got into podcasting, who is Jason Stone, the man? <laughs> well, I started off uh, in the Navy. I graduated high school, went to the Navy. I did 20 years, 10 months, 20 days, uh, submarines. And from there, I went into the commercial nuclear world. And I went out to, I w went from moving, living in Hawaii to living in Minnesota. And I lived out there for nine <laughs> years. I, I have now so much I want to ask about that change. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many stories. That's a whole hour-long other thing we can do. <laughs> you went from land surrounded by water to yep. a bunch of lakes surrounded by land. Like, you kind of went backwards in that. I is did. it Minnesota the land of the lakes? Is that what they it call is. it? It is, yep. Okay. A thousand lakes. Yeah, they're, I thought I had that right. Coming from other places where I've seen real lakes, uh, they're mortar ponds. Don't tell uh, them I yeah. said that. I would imagine so. I would imagine so. They're not too far from the Great Lakes, uh, but True. yeah, they're not quite that big. So what was the, the move from Hawaii to Minnesota like? Oh, it was so, it, so many things were changing in my life at the time, right? I was getting out of the Navy. I was retiring and trying to figure out. And when you get out, you have to say, you have to pick something. You say, what am I going to do and where am I going <laughs> to live? So they can send all your stuff there. And I'd applied for a job in Idaho. I'm originally from Pocatello, Idaho. That's where I grew up. Okay. And then uh, so they have a bunch of test reactors out there in the desert. And I was like, you know, I want to go work there. And I tried applying and getting out there and interviewed well. And they said, yeah, we're just dealing with some HR stuff. We're going to send you uh, we're going to send you an offer. And I waited and I waited and I waited. And it just I just kept getting a runaround. And finally, I got cold feet and. Uh, decided to interview somewhere else just as a backup plan and landed there. Okay. 
All right. And now you're in Washington State. I am. Um, and living a life out there back to Idaho's northwest, right? If I have my geography correct, yeah. northwest United States. So yeah. kind of closer to home now. It is. Yeah, which is kind of nice. And I'm able to, I'm, I'm, I'm really settled in here now. I found a, a nice community here in the Tri Cities. Uh, there's a college. Uh, where I, some of the guys from work were teaching some classes and they're like, Hey, you want to come help teach some classes in the evening? And I was like, yeah, sure. So it's uh, like advanced thermodynamics, uh, reactor plant materials, uh, basically nuclear plant stuff. And okay. so I picked a couple of those up and now I'm just doing that, uh, every quarter, every quarter I teach one or two classes and that's kind of what started all of this, right? I didn't need any, um, I didn't ever have an, a thought of doing a podcast or needing uh, a camera and a computer and an iPad <laughs> right? and a microphone and a stream deck and another camera and a vocab. I mean, it's just ridiculous <laughs> what I'm looking around at now. And it all started with uh, the college. I was teaching those classes and COVID hit and they're like, hey, you can't come teach in person. I'm like, well, how am I going to do this? And so I started another channel. <laughs> where I was recording videos of my lectures, sort of. They were so bad. But that's where I cut my <laughs> teeth on um, what is, how to edit, how do I use this camera, how do I record a video? And so this lectures and learning thing, kind of, it was nice because that's where I learned, went through all my growing pains with the technology for the most part. Yeah. And so when, yeah, when this happened, I was able to just, you know what, I'm going to take some of this stuff that I already have and do this. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting how many people jumped on, uh, into, jumped into video content creation or podcasting in COVID. For some, it was just a hobby because everything else shut down. They didn't know what to do. Uh, and they thought, ah, oh, let's try this. And some out of necessity for work, um, yep. jumped online. And so yeah, I was one of those that jumped on early, had another channel, it uh, started in February of 2020, so I was not a product of the pandemic. I was just ahead of the curve about a month <laughs> before <Nice>. everything <laughs> shut down. But I, yeah, I totally understand. You know, I had been podcasting since 2018, not knowing what I was doing when I started that, and then I jumped into YouTube just to learn it and not knowing anything about that. So I understand that learning curve and the the desire or the need, I guess, for equipment and the desire for new and better equipment always, you know, upgrading and just wanting something new. I'm kind of a, a gearhead in that way. And uh, yep. you got to, there's a, there's a, only a budget for so much. And so. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I like one of the messages you have on one of your videos where uh, you, you it, some of this stuff is really neat. You know, it's neat to have the Rode microphone and the, the Canon, whatever, and the, all this stuff, yeah. but don't let that stop you from starting, right? No. You, you, uh, one, of, one of the things that uh, like people in the technical nuclear field is they want to know everything about something before they go do it. And this isn't that type of uh, thing. This is literally grab your phone, start recording, jump into it and learn as you go. And I love that about this. Yeah. And I had to learn that myself too. Like I have a, a science minded brain too. So I wanted anything I've ever done, I've wanted to have planned out before I take that first step. And I really had yep. to learn. There's only so much research you can do because it's always changing uh, when you get into the content creation world. So just jump in where you're at and, and start with what you have. And so I'm, I'm glad that you, you pulled that out. Um, 
that's yeah i started with my phone and um a little microphone that was about this big that wasn't any good and you know i went with it so <laughs> yep um so you've done i want to kind of you sent me a little bit of a bio uh you're number one you're a pretty smart dude uh, you're pretty tough dude living on a submarine, because uh, that's a hard life. I know somebody that's doing that now, um, working in nuclear power and teaching classes in thermodynamics. Um, you started teaching classes online, but you also had, I think, where I first connected with you, you had a leather uh, craftsman oh, yeah. channel or a leather making channel, right? Yeah, I'm and this is, and that's actually where my studio is, is in the middle of my leather workbench. So like, okay, I'm doing a bag for my daughter. I've got a daughter that lives in Egypt, and I want to make her a, a nice zippered big oh, tote bag cool. for the markets and stuff. Yeah, and nice. Yeah, so lots of hobbies. It sounds like, and you oh, found man. a way to even um, live out those hobbies by doing content creation as well. So you, I, I guess my point in saying that is you you've got a lot of background in. Um, well, maybe not a lot of background in content creation, but you have other experience before you got to what oh, you're yeah. doing now currently uh, with the, the road to recovery. Yeah, absolutely. I was doing, especially when COVID hit, I was working at home and I'm like, you know what? Every time I take a break, I'm going to work on making something. I'm going to work on, you know, here's something I made during COVID, just a tiny little zippered tote bag to hold the mouse and some charging stuff, right? And yeah. I was like, well, you know, I'm going to try and video this. And I can't show you the camera now, but I got a camera right above me sure. to look straight down. And I was recording content and trying to figure out YouTube. And that's really where I fit, tried to, yeah, that's where I really, where I figured out YouTube and doing videos and what does it mean to have content creation, to, to do content creation and have an audience and try and figure out what do people want to see? Yeah. Yeah. And so it sounds like maybe it was a natural step then as you started this um, journey with prostate cancer and you're documenting your trip through your treatment and recovery and all of that. Um, was that a hard step to make or was that a, hey, let's do this. I've already got the stuff. Let's talk about it. Uh, it was such a weird, sudden thing. Um, I was about two weeks before my treat, my first radiation treatment, and I was struggling with where I was because the diagnosis process for prostate cancer is, is stressful because you get a PSA, a blood test, and then if you get another one, and then maybe if I got it like me, I got a third one because they want to make sure before they go doing anything invasive. Sure. And so then you, they do the DRE, the digital, digital, I did it, the digital rectal exam. And they do, uh, then they'd start doing scans. They do bone scans, CT scan with contrast, PSMA PET scan. So as you're going through all these, those take a week or two to set up. They take time. And meanwhile, uh, my first diagnosis was your, you know, the PSA test. Hey, it's probably prostate cancer, but you're young. It's going to be not a big deal. We're going to do surgery. And then it just graduated. And so while I'm going through all this, uh, the stress is building. My prognosis gets worse. My prognosis gets worse. We find out more. We find out it's metastasized. And I started talking about it immediately at work, but not in a healthy way. Like, mm -hmm. I was just walking up. People would say, hey, how you doing? Great, except I have cancer. 
You know, and it's not fair to do to people. Looking back, I handled that so horribly. Mm. I was doing knock-knock jokes that were so awkward. Knock-knock, who's there? Cancer. Cancer who? Ah. And then, you, just, you know, you walk away. Huh. They're like, wait a uh, minute, are you telling me something? Oh, man. Uh, it. I, I feel like humor, though, is a natural way to to deal with things. What, healthy or not, I think a lot of people go there. Um, yep. So, especially with a traumatic diagnosis like that, that yeah. can change and your life. What, what became clear to me is whether through humor or whether through the jokes or some, I needed some way to talk about it. And I started going around at work and asking other guys, like, hey, have you ever heard of this? Because nobody had ever said, Jason, you know, as soon as you hit 40, start getting your blood tested, your PSA tested. And mm-hmm. nobody had ever said that. And so I started doing that. And then uh, one day before treatment, I was got my stuff together and I thought, what would it take? What is a podcast? I didn't even know. And so I started mm-hmm. Goog- doing a bunch of Googling, to use it as a verb. <laughs> and the, uh, yeah, it just took off from there. And so the first episode was just a few hours after my first radiation treatment. And that was oh, pretty wow. rough. It was a pretty rough episode. It was a pretty rough everything. But I did it. And as yeah. soon as I did that first episode, that first step... I was hooked and I wanted, I was like, this is what I want to do. Wow. Yeah. I can't imagine right after the treatment to sit down and record and, and all of that. Holy cow. That's a lot of courage and, you know, putting yourself out there for sure, which I think is one thing, uh, not to steer off of your story a little bit, but I do want to address that a little bit. I think that's something for new podcasters that, um, or content creators just in general is the fear of, putting themselves out there, uh, you know, if it's recorded, it's out there, it's out there forever. Um, what are people going to think? But to be specifically in the spot that you were in to, to do that, I think was, uh, pretty admirable and being willing to, to just do it and put it out there and leave it out there. A lot of people take down that first episode. Um, but to see kind of where you were at and especially with what you're doing and documenting your journey, I think that's really valuable. Well, one of the comments I get the most often is the the people that go in and comment on it saying, hey, I appreciate your video, it, mm-hmm. what they appreciate. They share what they appreciate and that it's raw, emotional, it's not yeah. clinical, that I am just sitting down and talking about how I feel and what I learned. And that's what people, that's what people are commenting on that, that's keeping them engaged mm-hmm. and coming back. And so I'm not going to ever turn it into something, uh, you know, the medical thing or uh, though I'm still trying to get a, my radiation oncologist nailed down to do an interview. But um, otherwise, these are cool. just from the soul. How do I feel? What's what's spinning in my brain in the moment? And yeah. that's what uh, I find people like. And you've done a few interviews, correct, on your show? I have. My first yeah. one was a test interview. My brother had a back problem. He didn't have cancer, but we sat down. He was able to talk through his back pain and kind of a reaction to what, how has my diagnosis affected his life, and that was a good one. And then a coworker from work who's been through prostate cancer but had a different path. And then a guy I met uh, from Kansas who just a crazy story. Oh, man, that's a whole other episode. Um, but he... Uh, he went through a different path. It went straight on to chemo within a week because it was so bad. And oh, wow. how he, yeah. And then another guy, Adam, from uh, more recently met, he has his own little YouTube channel. He's doing anything is possible. 
and mm -hmm. uh, he's just doing it with his phone. You know, he's like, I'm going to sit down and talk about it. He's from the Navy, too. Maybe there's a correlation there. Huh, and uh, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe sailors just need to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe so. I think most of us probably need to talk about things that we don't often. So I do think it's a pretty healthy healthy thing uh, just mentally to get it out and to, to share. And you mentioned community earlier on in the show. You found a community there where you live that is really good. And I just think I hear content creators, whether it's, you know, personal, like people in my neighborhood, people I hang out with or community yeah. online through with other content creators or other, you know, men who are walking through the same journey that you are. I think community is really valuable uh, in life. And so to have a community to process the stuff through with and, yeah. and, and talk about it with, I think is really healthy. Um, and so I'm glad you, I'm glad you found that. And I even think, you know, for me, obviously, well, not obviously, but I'm not currently dealing with prostate cancer. Um, <laughs> who knows what the future holds, right? We, unfortunately yeah. that's, that's the truth of the world that we live in, but the, the community that I found of content creators, uh, to be able to even sit down and talk with you, um, it, who runs a very different podcast than what I do, uh, consider that part of the community that is being built online. So I do think it's valuable. I do think it's an audience. There's an audience out there. If you've got something to say, there's an audience that wants to hear it, needs to hear it, should be hearing it, and you've got to find a way to do that. Which brings me to my next question then is, uh, you mentioned engagement with specifically your first video, but what has your engagement been with your, this newest podcast that you're doing? So I have a new routine. I get up every morning and I get up around 4.40 in the morning and I sit on the couch for an hour with my first cup of coffee and I answer questions. So I'm trying to answer every single question that comes on. And that used to take uh, like 10 minutes every third or fourth day. Yeah. Now I'm getting, you know, half a dozen to a dozen questions, comments, people sharing their stories every single morning. And that's just wow. growing. And so I sat there for a more this morning for almost an hour, just typing out responses and, and talking to people. And, uh, it's, it's grown quite a bit. So trying to, um, because you, cause I care, you have to care, yeah. uh, for, to, to, to build this community, a uh, community isn't somebody tells you their story and you go, Oh yeah, nice. Thanks. Right. Right. That's not, that's not a community. That's not f developing friends and, and building relationships. So I, I'm really working on, and I'm getting to know these, these, uh, these men that are going through this. I got mm -hmm. two good friends now down in Australia. Uh, and I got uh, the Kansas and Florida and uh, the UK. There's a guy on, uh, oh, shoot, I just forgot what island. Uh, a French island off the coast of Spain. Okay. And he just moved out there, and he's just living his living his happy life with less stress and going through mm. this. And uh, he does a lot of paddle boarding, and it's awesome to, to hear and share these stories and talk with them. And and everybody share we we all share our experiences. So I yeah. forgot what your question was, and I don't know if I answered it. No, absolutely <laughs> did, absolutely did. I was just asking about what's your engagement been like, and I do think <laughs> there the that there is an international uh, appeal to podcasting and content creation. I've developed friendships with, you know, I've got two guys in Australia. I, 
I communicate with regularly and a, a couple women in Jamaica that are part of this group that that I'm a part of and just um, Atlanta and yeah I just I think the the appeal of the the international community to uh, whatever topic it is that you're talking about uh, on your show I think is really really cool that you can do that so your your podcast obviously is very very niche and yeah. when I talk to new podcasters one of the things that I hear all the time is when I ask them what is what's your podcast going to be about and it's a lot of well we're going to talk about a lot of stuff and I'm going to have different people on to to share yeah. this and to talk about that and I'm like okay how are you going to keep an audience like it sounds good right the more I talk about broad content yeah I can I'm casting the net really wide but really what happens is I listen to one episode and I go, oh, this is great. And then I listen to the next episode, and it has nothing to do with the topic they talked about yeah. that got me engaged in the first place. So yours is very niche. And what I'm hearing you talk about is you're hearing stories, you're getting questions, you're building community, because it's people that are really tied in. Passionate. And, and, and passionate, yeah. They're passionate about, about the topic, and I'm passionate about the topic. And this is just uh, the podcast is a way for us to meet and talk. Yeah. So I'm guessing if if you got 12 regular listeners who were engaged, that's probably pretty significant. You, I know you have more than that, but yeah, people that are really engaged. This okay. Morning. Yeah. But you're not necessarily reaching for 3 million listeners to hear you talk about your journey. You're engaging with people who are in the same spot that you are or have walked this road or are trying to figure out they're just getting started down this road and they're like, I don't know what's in store for me. I think your content is really, really valuable. And I think that's, I, again, I just wanted to highlight that uh, for anyone that's listening or watching because the the broader the topic, the fewer the listeners sometimes. The more focused yeah, and specific you can get, the more engaged content or more engaged audience you have. Yeah, and you see, there's a there's a couple Facebook groups for podcasting, like a, a podcast creators and a podcast sharers. And when yep. you see, hey, I'm starting a podcast, and they talk about what the topic is, and it's something over coffee or something that was a nice timing, just right, you and you're drinking. Yeah, <laughs> when they work. You know, they're talking about uh, uh, things, you know, relationship advice or you know these big broad. Like I'm no, I'm not passionate about those things. Like it might be like you say, interesting to listen to once or twice. To have a successful podcast like yours, you are passionate about helping people through this. And and you know what? We first met. I was asking questions. I was dealing with this stupid camera up here, <laughs> this Canon M50, and my and my audio. I was trying to understand what an audio interface was and how do I, mm -hmm. what do, do I need one? Do I not need one? And I remember you, so I was passionate about trying to figure this out and you're passionate about helping me learn that. And so you were answering my questions and, uh, look where we are today. Yeah. And then, uh, sound great, know, by the way, look great. Sound great. <laughs> it's awesome. There's a lot of, I didn't mention this earlier. There's a lot of facial hair in this, this podcast. So if you're watching, um, you know, look at the glorious beard that uh, that Jason's rocking there. Someday I'll I'll get there. I just I just had like five inches cut off of it too for did a trip, really? work trip I did. Yeah, it was just <laughs> full biker wizard beard. It was awesome. 
I, in fact, since we're talking about it, I wasn't going to go there, but I had a, a coworker text me, a, a former coworker text me a picture of a video training session I did um, years ago that she was watching right now. And she just sent me a picture of it, and my beard was like long and yes. scraggly. And I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> I'm glad I got that. <laughs> no way. Those were awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, um, we talked a lot about your audience and engagement and all that. I'm curious kind of what's next with your your journey here with I, podcasting. I was asking chat GPT that this morning. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Excuse me. I do. Uh, I use uh, AI to come up to help as a soundboard to kind of talk through some ideas like, Hey, I want to talk about this. What might be some good talking points and stuff. And I was sitting there thinking, I've done 16 episodes. I'm, I've still got four or five things I know I want to hit. So I know, mm -hmm. so I have never set a goal. Like I'm going to do 10 episodes or 20 episodes and call it quits. I've never right. done that. So, but it feels like I see, I see the light at the, I see the train at the end of the light of the tunnel or whatever that is. <laughs> and so I'm like, Hmm, what, when am I going to call it quits? And what am I going to do? after that is there another opportunity to talk about something here and there is and so what's what comes next is eventually and i'm not eager to start this uh i'm a still uh august it's january now and uh in august we'll reevaluate where i'm at with my scans and uh, my cancer and see if this treatment has worked and if i did and i'm more than just if my scans come back how I'm hoping they do, because there's a tiny, tiny, tiny chance that it's curative. Hmm. And uh, even with the metastasis now because of the treatments. Anyway, the uh, I'm hoping that I'll be a survivor and not just a fighter. Right now I'm a fighter yeah. and I want to be a survivor. And there are survivors out there. There are cancer survivors that have fought this and gotten rid of it. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking I might want to just start a whole new uh, podcast where I do interviews and we talk with survivors, mm -hmm. people that have come out the other side successfully and what, because how did they, what did they do, right? What was yeah. it that they um, did that they credit for their success? Was it uh, flaxseed in, in their smoothie every day? Was it, you know, whatever it was. And mm -hmm. so I think there's an, an opportunity to explore something there. And that gives people, the fighters, hope, right? I right. want to hear, because right now I'm engaged with all the fighters. I kind of want to hear more from the people that have lived through it and have come out success uh, successfully. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of what I'm looking at. But I'm, but it's cool. all, I'm, I'm keeping it all open right now. Just one yeah. day at a time, one step at a time. Yeah. Well, while we're on that, um, how, I don't want to bypass. How are you um, oh. with your health? And I know we talked earlier. You said you have good days and bad days. Um, where are you in this process of on the road to recovery? So, yeah, I appreciate you asking. Um, I have I did 28 shots of radiation to my nether regions. And I did five doses to my spine because it's metastasized to my L1 vertebrae mm. in my spine. And so the radiation's done. Uh, I finished radiation treatment October of 2023. And 
I'm on what they call ADT, so it's chemical castration. Uh, and that's pretty rough. Mm. Uh, if you read up on what that treatment's like and what the side effects are, uh, for example, like a, a man to be healthy and fit and uh, have energy and do things and maintain muscle mass, you need test high testosterone levels. Yeah. And there's a band there that's good. And my baseline was 441 before I started treatment. So my last blood test, my testosterone is three. Oh, three. wow. And so that's... Uh, that will mean something to the people watching this that have had low testosterone, low being, you know, 50, 100, 150. Yeah. Um, I am the only thing that keeps me moving is this podcast and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's what keeps me moving through the day. I am animated by coffee um, and just the the desire to put this content out, which I'm, I've got a nice little, I, I'm not keeping a formal schedule. It's when I have an idea and when I put something out, it's roughly come out to about one episode a week. And yeah. The, so how am I doing? I'm doing, I'm today's a good day. Yeah. I'm not uh, losing my focus or concentration too bad. Uh, the bad days like yesterday, I'll be in the middle of sentence after sentence and just completely forget what I was talking about. Oh, wow. And that's frustrating. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and you have until August of 24, you said, before you reevaluate, yep. kind of, you look at, is that when you have new, your next scans? Yep. And so you evaluate there. Is that every, is that annually then that you do that? Um, or They kind of play it by ear, kind of like how I'm doing my episodes, just to, Let's let's just wait and see how that goes, and then we'll decide. And so that's if my um, scans are good, they're going to probably wean me off of this chemical treatment, the ADT androgen deprivation therapy. Um, I get a I take four pills called Zytiga every morning, thousand milligrams, and I do a shot called Lupron every three months. And the after August, hopefully that'll be the last of both of those. They'll wean me off. And we'll watch, we'll do a bunch of blood tests uh, week after week after week and see what the what my numbers do. And as long as my PSA comes up to a low level and just stays low uh, while my testosterone rebuilds, then I will be considered uh, at least in remission. And if the scans show that the tumors have shrunk or disappeared, then I can be cured. That's so we'll awesome. see. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, maybe we'll have to do a follow-up interview to this. Oh, uh, heck follow, yeah. follow your journey and see what's next for you once those scans come back positive for, like, in a good way, not positive for, you know, medical yeah. positive <laughs> is different than... <laughs> yeah, positive means weird things now, right? <laughs> Somebody said that at the office the other day. They were, uh, they said, we had some scans and everything was positive, so we're good to go. And we're like, wait, positive, what do you... Like, no, no, it was good. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Don't. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I that's get confused on that all the time. So. Well. Thanks for sharing that. I know. Um, you had. We talked earlier, and I just kind of asked, like, what is it that you would share with my audience that maybe I didn't ask about? Um, so I want to give you an opportunity to share that. I appreciate that. Uh, so all men, if they live long enough, will get prostate cancer. Uh, so it's a matter of what age will you be. Um, and as you, if you're living to your 80s and 90s, you're going to likely die with prostate cancer, which is the ideal situation. Uh, you get it, 
but you don't know, you don't care, there's no symptoms, and you just die, and you didn't. And then they find out later you had it. Um, but they're finding men younger and younger and younger are getting it. And so what the, the way you test is called a PSA test, prostate-specific antigen. It's a blood test. It's easy to do. Go to your PA or your doctor and just say, hey, can you add PSA to my workup? If you are 40 years and older, get your PSA tested. You want to catch this early. And you should be testing it annually. Every September is Prostate Cancer Awareness Month, which, you know, we hear about breast cancer awareness, but we don't hear about prostate cancer awareness. So put it on your calendar. Every September, get your prostate, uh, or get your PSA checked with the blood test. Track that number, and you'll be in a better situation than many. So that's what I, yeah, every September, get tested. I appreciate that. And um, probably a kick in the pants for me to uh to get that test done as well so if you haven't yet get it done yeah thanks for sharing that um well this has been a fun interview i know we've hit some heavy topics and i know you deal with heavy topics on a regular basis and so i just really appreciate jason uh the way uh you know you started seeing some of my content and interacting and asking questions and it's just develop this um, bit of a relationship of back and forth and you know I pop in on your stuff sometimes and just see kind of what you've got going now and where you were and what you've got uh, what you've got going so um, this has been a lot of fun thanks for coming on good podcasting today I have been doing a new segment called good questions and these are questions that people have submitted either in the comments on my videos or messaging or email or in person at some of the podcast meetups that I host and so I had one today and I figured while I've got you here if you'd participate in helping answer this good question uh, I'd love to have your thoughts So here, here we go. Good questions. This one is, was another in-person question. I've started getting some online, but I have a few in-person ones from our last podcast meetup. And this one, the question is, is there a such thing as an ideal program length or an ideal podcast length? Um, and I'll toss it to you to answer that first. Yeah, so that's tough. It depends on the topic. Uh, you look, you do Dr. Google and you say, hey, what is the ideal podcast length? And the number I would find is 20 minutes. Well, I found when I started mine, mine are, my short ones are 30 minutes and they go up to 55 minutes and I'm getting great engagement with it. So the ideal length for my topic is actually pretty long. Uh, About 40 minutes is where I'm hitting every time because that's how long I need to talk about what I want to talk about. And so it really, it comes down to the more specific and discreet your your niche, your uh, what your podcast is covering, the longer you're able to talk about it because that's what they're there for. The more specific your audience is, the more specifically identified, the longer they're willing to sit around for that information. If you are, if your podcast is a little more broad, it's a like a crime and drama. If your niche is crime and drama, that's a pretty broad topic and you want to keep those to like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, maybe, maybe 20 because they're just in and out and they're, they want to process a bunch of information. So look at how uh, defined your content is and use that to pick your time. If you're a mediumly defined, I guess if I had to come up with an example, I do leather work as a hobby. And if I was doing a podcast about leather work, I could not sit and talk about 
a how to do a thing <laughs> for 40 minutes. So that's going to be a 10, 15 minute per episode podcast. Yeah. It'll be a nice, uh, quick, here's something you wanted to learn and I'm out. And it's not as soulful as a discussion. It's not as emotional. Oh, that's yeah. the other piece of that. The more emotional your content is, the longer you can stick around and talk about it. So yeah. did, I, no, I did I babble through an answer there? No, no, that's really good. That's really good. Um, I really appreciate hearing your thoughts on that. I think you said something that I think is really important is, um, I, I, I'm putting words in your mouth, but I'm just paraphrasing a little bit. You said, um, I talk about it, that, it, usually 40 minutes, because that's how much time I need to talk about it. And so I just really you know, encourage people talk about it for as long as you need to and no longer. Um, so yep. you know, I think the average podcast, and you even mentioned these numbers too, is between 20 and 40 or 20 and 45 minutes. Um, but it really depends on what you're doing and what your podcast is about. And even the, I, you know, I always talk about consistency in the length of a podcast um, for, you know, for something like what I'm doing. Uh, I, I appreciate consistency in the length of it. So when oh, listeners yeah. jump on and they go, hey, we're going to talk about podcasting. I'm going to learn a new thing or I'm going to hear an interview today. Um, I try and keep them about the same length. It doesn't always work out that way. Um, for yeah. Just for the reason that I think podcast listeners, and you've already mentioned this too, is uh, they're loyal. Podcast yeah. listeners and viewers are loyal. And so when I release an episode on a Wednesday morning, and it's 20 minutes, and someone listens to it on their way to work, and they really like it. They're going to listen. They're going to come on next Wednesday on their way to work and pull it up. And if it's three hours long, they're going to listen to the first 20 minutes until they get to work, and then they're never going to come back to it. Yep. Exactly. Uh, so it really depends on the content you're doing. And if I'm doing something on YouTube about a mic review, I'm not going to talk about it for 45 minutes. No. I'm going to do a quick five minutes. Here's what you need to know and pop yeah, out. Don't. So, yeah, yeah. So um, it, I, I like, I appreciate what you had to say. It's really about the content that you're delivering and how much time you need to talk about it. In fact, my last good podcasting episode that I released uh, before this interview uh, someone mentioned how great the the length of it was. I got a comment about, this was great. I really appreciate your videos. You hit five trends in podcasting in 2024, and you didn't right. hover on any of them too long. Yep. And I went, that's fantastic, because I cut about 10 minutes out of that episode <laughs> because oh, wow. I talked about okay. them. I couldn't tell. I watched it last night, and I couldn't tell. Fantastic. Fantastic. So the, the magic of editing. Learn how to edit. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> It'll do you good. Well, again, Jason, thanks so much for joining me on this episode of Good Podcasting. I've really, again, appreciated our conversations. I appreciate what you're doing. I really love it. I think it's helping a lot of people. Thanks for being a part of this show. Right, Brian, I really appreciate you having me. I, I like this format. I like what you do. I like. The, I love that question thing at the end. That's, that's awesome. Uh, I'll be watching for more of those as I watch your videos. Fantastic. So, yeah, thanks for thanks for having me.